eight. Ali Mari is the president of the Free to Learn Coalition, and she has uh, worked in many high levels of government. She's been the national spokesperson for the Department of Health and Human Services and worked for two U.S. senators, a governor, and two national political committees. But her work now uh, in the Free to Learn Coalition is trying to get politics and political influence out of the classroom. Ali, it's nice to have you with us today. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. You're in Virginia, mother of two, and there are some instances of school districts that were once quite revered as, as being great that have all of a sudden uh, kind of raised the ire of a lot of people and raised uh, the attention of your group, the Free to Learn Coalition. Yeah, that's right. Um, there's a lot going on here in Virginia, but also nationally where um, parents are just becoming increasingly frustrated with the ideological and political influence that's kind of taking over uh, the classrooms rather than than academic achievement. As you as you mentioned right here in Virginia, um, I'm sure a lot of your listeners saw the national story recently where there was a, a teacher in Loudoun County who quit in front of the school board um, in part because she was asked to be a, a quote, whistleblower for any of her um, fellow teachers who disagreed with any of the school policies. So now we're seeing, it's, it's getting pretty um, egregious where we're seeing, you know, independent thought isn't even allowed among faculty and staff in their private lives. Um, and so that's part of what our, our organization works to do is help organize on behalf of you know, such teachers and, and parents who feel that their their voices and their opinions on their kids' education has really been marginalized. Well, it's always been a concern uh, of mine, certainly. Uh, the hippies of the 60s became school teachers and taught me, and they certainly had an influence on me, uh, you know, at an early age. And I've thought about it many times over the years, you know, how that they can really sway people for life without a lot of effort. But now it's gotten a lot more serious with the the advent of critical race theory. Is that kind of the centerpiece of what you're trying to work with? It's a really big part of it. Um, and, I, and I think you touched on uh, one piece, which is it's now it's not even just, you know, influence. It's become just a completely... Um, you know, it's it's a campaign. I think some people probably have seen in California, there was a teacher recently who was caught on tape saying, I have 180 days to turn these kids into revolutionaries. Um, so, you know, there's, there's nothing to speak of there as far as the kids' academic achievement, their preparation for their future, their ability to add, subtract, read and write. I mean, there are a lot of of, of unions and, um, you know, there are, of course, some bad actors who are teachers, but, you know, by and large, we're hearing from teachers, too, who just feel like they're being pushed from the top to influence kids, yes, with, with critical race theory, with certain opinions and positions on gender, um, and even just this idea that, you know, America isn't an exceptional nation or, you know, always improving upon itself. It's it's become a really um, disturbing, just ideological push in, in our K-12 schools. So rather than influence, you're, you're saying it's more like indoctrination? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, there was another teachers union representative who said, you know, there's no such thing as learning loss. We've seen lots of we've seen lots of reports come out over the last six months or so kind of 
putting um, some metrics to how much kids are or are not achieving in this post-COVID virtual learning, um, you know, atmosphere that we're in. And, and unsurprisingly, we're seeing that kids are falling even further behind. Um, but there was recently a teacher's union representative who said, oh, there's no such thing as learning loss because now our kids know about um, insurrections and coups. And they've replaced this idea of your core subjects and your, your academic achievement with this ideological and political activism um, and are really putting a emphasis on this social education rather than um, the academics. And that's what we work with with parents on across the country is, is helping to make sure that as they try to get involved in their kids' education and, and speak up for what they want their kids to actually be learning in school, that, that their voices are heard and that they've got, um, you know, somebody in their corner helping them wade through the bureaucracy. Yeah, I bring this up from time to time. People may be sick of hearing it, but uh, I had this great professor at Western Michigan University. This was back in the 70s, and the class was History and Current Events. And one of the things that he taught was that in communist China, students were taught uh, the little red book of communist, uh, you know, Mao and all that. And that's how they were judged. That's how they were graded, uh, how well they knew that uh, doctrine of communism. And then they realized that somewhere in the late 60s, all the bridges that the engineers in China were building fell down after about a week. <laughs> And uh, so they had to kind of rethink that and maybe educate the kids a little bit uh, along other lines. Uh, uh, and I, I fear that that's where we're headed. Well, I mean, and, you know, that, that may sound to some people like a, an over-exaggeration, but honestly, it's really not. I know California, for example, is um, looking at how they're, they're changing their grading metrics um, to, you know, see how kids are doing in their academic classrooms. And one of the disturbing trends that's starting to bubble up there is rather than say that an, an answer on a math problem, for example, is right or wrong, instead the teacher needs to call it, quote, miscommunicated knowledge. Now, to your point, if we have an engineer who, quote, miscommunicates their knowledge on how much of a load a bridge can hold, I mean, there are, there are human deaths <laughs> that will result from that. So, you know, it's honestly, it's not that far of a stretch to say that this just, you know, misalignment of, of values as it pertains to academic achievement, understanding right and wrong and, and left and right and, you know, these, these boundaries of society, um, it's, it's really going to have an effect on our kids as they get older and they graduate and enter the real world um, because it really does have real world implications like, like your analogy that you just shared. And I think the Free to Learn Coalition is not asking for a lot. They want kids to be free to ask questions. They want them to be free to develop individual thoughts and opinions, to be free to think critically of ideas and concepts, and to be free to achieve. And really, that's just the tip of the iceberg, Allie. If we want to find out more about the Free to Learn Coalition, because really the only way to fight this is to get involved, what can we do? Yes, so we have a website, of course, it's freetolearn.org, um, and if there's anyone who is seeing some of this in their children's classroom and they just want some ideas on resources or perhaps they want to partner and work together, um, we have a, a button right on our homepage that says share your story and you can reach out to us and someone 
from our team will get in touch with you and see if there's an opportunity to collaborate. Um, but just to expand real quick on what, what you just mentioned, that's just that's exactly right. We are not a uh, policy organization. We're not pushing for any certain policy or um you know, curriculum that should be taught. What we're advocating for on behalf of parents is that their kids have a politics and indoctrination-free education where kids can go to school and be kids and learn their academics um, and achieve and graduate and go on to to be able to provide for themselves and be a functioning member of society. Um, and with the curtain that COVID pulled back via virtual learning, I think a lot of more parents are involved um, in the day-to-day of their kids' education than they have been in years past, and that's been that's been a really good thing for this movement um, overall. So um, if there are opportunities to partner together. We certainly uh, look forward to that, and we can be helpful. Ali Mari of the Free to Learn Coalition, thank you for your time today.